Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here alongside me and my partner on the airways. As always, it's Sarah Jones. Hi, Sarah. How are you? And where are you? Hmm. Hello. Hello, everyone. Uh, hello, Nino. I am doing very well. Um, we are just outside of Corpus Christi, Texas. And let me tell you, we had an experience like none other the other day. Um, maybe people have heard of this. I have not. But we watched belt sander races. <laughs> belt sander yeah. races. This sounds yes. like this sounds like a tool, right? Like a belt sander, like, and then people it is those. Yes. And it was intense. There was betting going on. There was, it was crazy. They were decorated. It, it was, uh, very, very enjoyable. Never experienced anything like that before. Um, yeah, it just, this is one of the things I love about traveling, right? Is that you get to see these things that you, I would have never seen this. Any, I guess those are strong words, but I don't anticipate that I would have ever witnessed or been a part of anything like this, you know, um, had we not been traveling. And so finding these little things that little independent communities do, it's been um, pretty crazy. And it was very, it was really fun to watch. And let me tell you, they move quick they move quick <laughs> okay um i don't know like, I, a poor man's robot wars i i don't know it, it's interesting sand it, uh, recently yeah all right well uh hard transition into uh, <laughs> today's topic then. Um, I'm going to use some of my net worth to travel to Corpus Christi to mm -hmm. some of the, uh, the, the, the sand belt racing that happens there. That is, that is wild and interesting. Mm -hmm. um, or did I say, you know what? I, I'm going to stop because belt sander. I think I keep saying this wrong belt. It's a belt sander. Oh, then I might be saying it wrong. I don't know. I caught myself the other day, so I may have said it wrong at, at the first because, you know, my words. Yes, a belt sander. All right. Just if anybody Excellent. wants to correct me, I just corrected myself for you. So There you go. Right. <laughs> All the fans of that sport don't come after me. <laughs> <I know, right? laughs> All right. Well, today we want to talk about uh, net worth. I, you know, this is a very interesting conversation because I think... <clears throat> I think a lot of people conceptually understand, okay, net worth, but we're going to kind of peel it back a little bit and really talk about uh, what it is, how you calculate it, how it affects you, why it's important, and what you can do about it. Um, and so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this conversation today. Um, and I kind of want to kick things off with you, Sarah, by asking you... How would you define net worth? Mm. You know, 
I define net worth very simply as kind of the difference between your assets and your liabilities. So basically your assets are what you own. Your liabilities are what you owe. So the difference between those. All right. And I think that's where a lot of us, you know, probably understand. Yeah, right. Assets minus liabilities equals net worth. I know that uh, when I started my new money habits 10 plus years ago, I did not have a positive net worth. Uh, mm -hmm. I know that uh, when I first got started, I barely owned anything. And even the things I quote owned, I uh, didn't have a whole lot of value or um, something like the house at the time uh, I bought right before the bottom of the market. So right when I bought uh, my house actually went down in value for, for a couple of years and then it finally recovered. Uh, so I was like upside down, even in, you know, uh, one of the greatest assets you can own. So I did not start off in a really great place. Um, but that, okay. So that's the definition. It's the difference between your assets and liabilities. So how walk somebody through the actual calculation of that a little bit. I mean, mm -hmm. I just mentioned a couple of things like, you have a house, but you probably also have a mortgage. So how does one calculate their net worth? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, I look at what its value is. So if we're talking about a home, for example, so I would look at what the current market value of that home is. Let's just for easy math um, here, because math is not my, um, you know, highest point here. I'm not super great at math. Um, but let's say your home is worth $400,000 and you owe 300000 on it. You've got a positive net worth or, you know, that increases your net worth by $100,000, right? So it's worth four hundred, but you owe $300,000 on it. So the difference between that is $100,000. Yeah. That's right. And so I want to remind our listeners that you can always jump over to uh, newmoneyhabits.com. We have a number of different tools uh, on the website for you, uh, different calculators. And one of those calculators is uh, a net worth calculator. I will say this, um, in preparation for our, our conversation today, I recalculated my net worth. This is not something that I mm -hmm. keep tabs on probably as closely as I should. I know that my buddy, Mike, listening to the podcast right now would be like, what? You don't know what your net worth is on a daily basis, on a on an hour by hour basis? I tease wow. and I kid, but this is not something I calculate all that often. But I wanted to in preparation uh, for our conversation. And I'll tell you, um, like I said, 10 plus years ago, it, it did not look good. That was one of the reasons I did not want to calculate it. Now things have changed. Things, you know, I've been able to shift my money habits. I've been able to do different things with my finances. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised to see that I have a, not only do I have a positive net worth, but I was, I was pleasantly surprised with uh, the fact that it was like in the 200,000 uh, plus range. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I got some work to do. It's, it's not where I want it to be, but uh, going from a negative net worth to a mm -hmm. positive where I actually the house is valued much higher than the remaining mortgage. Um, you know, there's equity uh, in other assets and there are retirement accounts that are funded now. So those things have all kind of contributed to that. Uh, so mm -hmm. 
it was it was nice to kind of see like okay on the right path i love that i love that i usually suggest people look at their net worth at least once a year sometimes every six months is if there's been a lot of changes that have been made right maybe a lot of debt you know consumer debt that's been paid off um maybe um you know, maybe you sold a home, right? And you downsized. So maybe you sold a home and made a little bit of money and you, you purchased a home that, you know, maybe the mortgage is a little bit less on it, or, you know, maybe you paid cash for it. I've, I've had clients do that. And so anytime you've had a significant change in finances, I always say, you know, go in and check your net worth to see, um, how it changes and how it fluctuates. And, and, um, one thing that you mentioned, you know, that I want to maybe kind of highlight just to, um, for those listeners that aren't fully aware of kind of what assets and liabilities are, because you know what, most of the people that I work with don't, and that's okay. And I didn't for a long time. So, um, I just want to real quick go through some things that might be assets, because I know you had mentioned that word and we've kind of been talking about it, but what, what might an asset be? Mm, good question. So an asset is going to be things that you truly do own. Um, things like a house is number one asset. I think it's important to remember that um, when you have like a paid off car, that truly is an asset. It's something you mm -hmm. own, you know, it has value. And if you don't owe anything on it, then that's contributing to a positive net worth. Um, even you know, your investments, you know, your retirement account, if you have a 401k at work, that's an asset. If you have an IRA, whether it's a traditional or Roth, that is an asset. Um, a savings account with $10,000 in it is an asset. So these things, that's a, just to name a few. Mm hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's really looking at everything, right? Your whole financial picture. Um, you know, really, what do you have that should something get a little bit crazy, right? And you need to sell that it has value to it, right? Sometimes um, I've had some clients that have had some major sports memorabilia collections, mm -hmm. right? And some antique collections that were really worth some money. That's an asset because you could sell it for some basically converting that item or that collection into cash um you know is something that that i don't want people to overlook either right Antiques so and jewelry would be mm -hmm. in that category um and yeah. i think another important one to not lose sight of is if you have um if you have a business interest you're invested in a business mm. you know I, I'm a small business owner. And so uh, thankfully that business is a cash business. It, so it there is cash assets there that if we needed to liquidate, if we need to sell off or whatever the case may be, there's a, there's a portion of my net worth that is in that business. So it's another good one to keep in mind when you're thinking about what assets you own. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And also, you know, just moving right into the liabilities, and I don't want to take a ton of time, but again, I want people to get a really good idea of what a liability, because this these were not terms that I was super familiar with, probably even five years ago or six years ago. I'll be real honest. I had heard them, but I wasn't 100% sure that I knew what that meant. And so um, maybe if we could share some, some what liabilities would look like. This is all that stuff that you owe, and um, yeah, I... It, not things like monthly subscriptions or bills, but the things that you truly owe 
um, a sum of money on. So, you know, again, if you have a house, but you have a mortgage, the mortgage is the liability. The house is the asset. Mm -hmm. Um, In addition to a first mortgage, if you have a HELOC, um, that's a home equity line of credit uh, against the house, that's another liability. I think some of the more obvious ones would be credit card debt, personal loans, car loans, student Mm -hmm. loans, 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 all liabilities, all debts that you owe to somebody else. Um, once those are cleared up, then you know you get to subtract those off of your liability side of the equation, which is always fun. But uh, I think those are some of the more common liabilities that uh, most of our listeners would probably be f- familiar with. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. <clears throat> I love that so much. And one thing that just occurred to me that I think sometimes people think just because you have a loan on something that that can equate to an asset after it's paid off. And that's not necessarily true either. Um, that's been something that's come up and think about, you know, maybe credit card bills or, um, you know, balances that the possibility or the likelihood that you purchase something that's truly an asset on that credit card highly unlikely, right? And so that's really just a liability that's not contributing to your um, positive net worth, right? And so that's why it's so important to get those things paid off and and to recognize the difference between the assets and the liabilities in your life. Yeah. And another great example of like a liability that once is paid doesn't necessarily equate to an asset that contributes to your net worth directly, maybe indirectly. And we can have this debate some other time, but student loans. Student loans mm. are a big time liability. Yes, you got a degree. Yes, that probably increased your earning potential. But that piece of paper and that transcript doesn't add a dime to your net worth. What it allow like what it allows you to maybe do does, but that's a different debate for another day. Right. <laughs> I love that. And I love the distinctions here um, also. Yeah. So why is this all important, though? So we have our assets, we have our liabilities. Um, we know that our net worth is the difference between those two. But but why does it matter? Why did it matter that my net worth was negative 10 years ago? It's positive now. I should check it more regularly or calculate it more regularly. Why? Hmm. Well, you know, I use this as kind of a marker for increased wealth. So people tell me all the time, hey, I want to build my wealth, right? I want to grow my wealth. Well, looking at your net worth is a a good way to do that. Um, It aids in retirement. You know, it's in my experience, it offers more choices, less financial stress. But when you're looking to retire, having a positive net worth, it makes it a little bit easier to retire than having a negative net worth right? When you have a negative net worth, it means you owe more than you own. And that makes it really difficult um, when you're hitting retirement age, when you owe a lot more than you own. I'd make, I would imagine it makes it nearly impossible mm-hmm. because if, if your assets um, are outweighed by your liabilities, you are going, it's going to dry up. And, and mm-hmm. at some point, you're not going to have the, the funds needed to be retired any longer. Um, so mm-hmm. definitely important. I love that you also talked about how it's a measure of increased wealth, right? So, um, you know, the clients we work with, that's, we're helping them to gain financial freedom. And 
part of financial freedom is building wealth, um, helping a, a couple right now. They are they have just kind of transitioned into that. They're building generational wealth category, mm. which is extremely fun. Um, that all is an indication of their net worth. And, and we should be calculating that. We should be looking at that and taking a, uh, a moment to calculate it and kind of determine while we also kind of look at the budget and the budget might feel like, wow, things are still, they still feel the same or they, like, it doesn't feel like we've gained any breathing room. It's like, wait, 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 let's take a step back. Let's mm-hmm. look at what's actually happened. And let's look at how the net worth has grown over the time we've worked together. Um, I, I like that as an indication. Yeah. And it's, it's something that I think it's that, that big overview, like you shared there, right? Because we can get so stuck in the day to day. It's nice to take a step back and look at the big overall picture. And you know what I really love what you said about helping a couple build generational wealth and, you know, having, um, and building your net worth to a, a positive net worth, it really helps in, in aids in that passing along the, the good, the positive financial habits, really building that financial legacy for your kids, your grandkids and generations to come. Right. And so having a positive net worth, um, is, is I think, something that we don't talk enough about in terms of generational wealth. We just, we use that term generational wealth, but what does that really mean? What does that really look like? Right. And it's really this financial legacy that we are all building every single day, right. With every single action that we take and keeping an eye on your net worth and really looking at that net worth can be really beneficial. Sarah, I think that generational wealth also brings up another interesting point. And that is, what's the difference between being a millionaire and looking like one? Mm. Ooh, this might ruffle some feathers. (laughs) Looking like a millionaire in my definition of that is owing and buying a lot of things that make you look rich, that make you look like you have a lot of money. But, but you don't, right? So it's that outward appearance of owing more than you own of, you know, people will throw around this term, you know, leveraging. Well, I'm going to leverage this so I can buy this. I'm going to, you know, I want this big house because I want to make my neighbors think I'm, you know, maybe doing better in my business than I am. It's buying the new cars, you know, the, the fancy cars before you can. Um, and I'm going to, and I don't like the word afford, but I'm going to use it here because I think it's a common word that people understand, but you're buying stuff before you can really afford it. Just because you can make a payment doesn't mean that you can afford the entire thing. Doesn't mean that it's, that it's um, beneficial for you. And, you know, really being a millionaire is someone who is very intentional about where their money is going and they, their net worth things they own are valued at over a million dollars, right? So I can, oh, I I can have a lot of things, but just because I have a lot of things doesn't mean the equity in those, doesn't mean the asset part of those is a million dollars, right? Right, going back to the difference between what you Mm -hmm. own and what what you owe on what you own, right? So Mm -hmm. I I could own 
five rental properties, each with a two hundred, each valued at two hundred thousand dollars. That would be a million. But if I then also have one hundred fifty thousand dollar loans on each of them, while the assets may be valued at a million, I do not have a million dollar net worth. I am not a millionaire because mm-hmm. I don't actually own those outright yet. Mm-hmm. You know, as you're describing the difference between being a millionaire and looking like one, I remember in my early 20s, um, I was renting a house with three other guys. And, and so us four guys just renting a house, almost kind of like a fraternity thing, but we weren't in a fraternity. And when we moved in, the guy who decided he could afford the master bedroom because he was going to pay a little bit more because it was bigger and it had an ensuite and all that. He was also driving a Lexus and he had a Harley Davidson bike. And we all knew what he did for a living. So we're like, how, like, how does, how is he affording all of this or whatever? Maybe he's just better with his money than we are. Maybe we, we spend it on stupid stuff and he spends it on this stuff. Well, it wasn't long, maybe three or four months into living in this house that uh, he traded both of those in and started driving around in a Geo Metro, like <laughs> this little, like we used to call it the purple roller skate. It was this little car that looked like a roller <laughs> skate and it was purple. And I don't know, I, maybe he developed new money habits at that time and just didn't share it with us or whatever, but something shifted where he's all like, I don't care about driving the Lexus. I don't care about this Harley Davidson bike anymore. I'm doing something different with my money. Um, He definitely was a guy living a champagne lifestyle on a beer budget Mm -hmm. for a while. And uh, maybe he just got wise to it. Like I said, he never really shared with me, but I couldn't help but think of that time in my life. I'm like, oh yeah, my roommate who, (laughs) yeah, was just, he was looking like a millionaire. He certainly was not one. I just want to throw out there real quick that I want to make a little bit of a distinction um, in that it's, I think it's perfectly okay to have and take pride in the things that you own and to want nice things, right? Um, our, our truck, we have a nice vehicle. You know, we spent money on that, um, our fifth wheel. We really enjoy it. Right. And we take pride in it. And so we, we were okay and made the decision to spend a little bit of money on that. So there's a difference between spending money to impress other people and really spending money and, and, and taking pride in your work and what you value, right. And what brings value to your life. So there's a little bit of a distinction that I just want to pull out there that I'm certainly not saying, Hey, drive old, beat up stuff, you know, to, to grow your net worth, but it's really about taking pride and doing it in a way that honors what you're trying to do. Right. And keeps that vision of if I'm looking at, you know, building my net worth and growing it. And so that I can retire, then what habits, what choices do I need to make? Right. That are really in alignment with that. And that also honors my values and what brings value to my life. And so there's, I just want to throw that out there that Neither one of us are suggesting you drive, you know, jalopies around all the time, but also that maybe, maybe, you know, the $200,000 vehicle isn't probably in alignment with what it is that you're really trying to create. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it you know to that point, it's not that you can't drive a Lexus and have a Harley. You can have those things. Um, having them in the right order and kind of like when you've accomplished the other things that you value more, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's about that. And and like I said, uh, my friend did not share like what was the what was the uh, catalyst to the change. It would be really interesting to know like what happened back then that he was like, nope, this isn't what I want right now. And maybe he he was just on a path to doing other things so that when he does drive a Lexus and has mm-hmm. a Harley, it's they're paid for or whatever the case may be. So certainly you're allowed to have nice things. Uh, you just don't want your nice things to have you and you'd be a slave to the lender that gave you the loan on the Lexus and the Harley and all that. Mm-hmm. For sure. So that brings up uh, another question that I have for you to help our listeners understand how can our listeners increase their net worth? What are some mm-hmm. of the things that they can do? Some of those practical things that will help them to get from where I was, where I had a negative net worth to actually having a positive <laughs> net worth and then eventually growing that net worth? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it all starts with kind of becoming a master at your cash, your management, your plan each month. So really becoming a master at how you spend money. Um, Most people call it a budget. We don't call it a budget here. We call it your money plan, right? And so really becoming a master at that number one. Um, The second thing is paying down, paying off your debts. You know, certainly those consumer debts, those are Folks, consumer debt is not helping you build your net worth. So paying that down because you're getting rid of a liability, then it increases your net worth, right? Because the liabilities are the negative factor in your net worth. And so by taking those and, and paying down or paying off those debts, you're increasing your net worth. Third thing I say is um, purchase income producing assets. That can be different things. Some people will say real estate. Some people are looking at investments. Um, You know, I'm not an investment professional. I do not sell investments. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not telling you what to do. But there are different types of investments that you can purchase that are asset producing, income producing, that actually will grow your net worth. Um, I always say invest in your financial education. Um, the more you know, the more informed decisions you're going to be able to make. And so, um, you know, maybe this is a shameless plug, but, you know, working with a coach to get your plan in order, right, to to work on some of those habits, to look at some of those blind spots, uh, the areas that you haven't been able to work through on your own. So investing in your financial future would be working with a professional, um, you know, to, to get better at some things, right? I know I did. Nino, you did as well, right? It's, it's um, making those moves into something that feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of education. Uh, I think financial literacy is uh, grossly undervalued and uh, and it's almost non-existent in, in uh, like, say, the education system. Uh, so getting wise to how money works so that you can then create a plan, like you said, 
having a money plan, having a plan that you go to uh, on a monthly basis to kind of track uh, what's coming in, what's going out, uh, where am I investing, where am I paying off debts, you know, how am I going to do those things? How does it affect the timeline of things? Um, all very, very important uh, elements to increasing one's net worth. You know, I, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but part of part of how I went from having a negative net worth to having a positive net worth is some of these very things we're talking about. One, I got rid of um, I got rid of a car. And I paid the other one off. So I sold one car. And so I got rid of both the asset and the liability in that in that particular situation. So that was kind of a wash. And then I paid the other one off. So now I had this, this thing that had value that didn't have a loan against it. Um, a lot of the net worth has changed by paying down the mortgage and home values going up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Paid off all consumer credit cards, got rid of all consumer debt. So that was paid off. Uh, have paid down, but not paid off student loans. Um, and so as those liabilities have gone down in balances, you know, student loans that started off at a hundred plus thousand down to 50 some thousand, you know, that's a, that's a $50,000 difference in net worth. Uh, because I've been able to eliminate uh, that li that liability. Um, investing in a business, in a, in a business that is not funded with credit, but is funded with cash. And so my, my stake in that partnership is an asset that contributes to my net worth. And so looking at an opportunity and saying, I want to invest in that. You know, you were talking about investments just a moment ago, but sometimes mm -hmm. an investment is taking a risk on yourself to hmm. be your own employer and run your own business and building something that way as well. I love that. I love that so much. Um, it's, I think that there's so many ways that we can invest in ourselves and really build our net worth. Right. And, and, um, when I've invested in myself, my net worth has increased and for so many reasons, right? And I'm, I'm really big in investing in yourself because it, sometimes I need that confidence and I need somebody to kind of, you know, walk me through again, those blind spots. But when you really invest in yourself, you start to see more of what your vision really looks like for your future, right? And you start to, to kind of pull out these, you know, I've, some of my habits maybe haven't been the, the most advantageous in the past, right? And so, I don't, I want, I want to like get rid of that habit that's, that hasn't helped me. And what can I develop now that's really going to push me forward and propel me forward to a life that I'm really trying to create here, you know, and, and through all of that, um, your net worth, um, theoretically should increase. Right. And, and I'd love to be able to say that my, I had a negative net worth or I knew what my net worth was in the beginning when I started my journey. And the truth is, is it was probably negative, but I have no idea because I didn't, I didn't know anything about net worth when I really started, um, you know, trying to get out of debt. I think the biggest thing I was focusing on at that time was debt, but I can tell you, Nino, that my husband and I, one thing that we're really working hard on is we want to be the, the millionaires next door. Right. And so everything that we do is really focused on how are we building our net worth? Right. And, and, um, you know, we're, 
um, we're on our way. We're on our way. And it takes dedication and it takes discipline and it takes focus to be able to do that. But that doesn't mean that you can't live a really exciting um, life in the meantime. So. Absolutely. Well, I want to encourage our listeners to visit the website, go to newmoneyhabits.com. Like I said, there's a net worth calculator there for you to um, engage with. It'll ask questions about different types of assets and different types of liabilities and help you to calculate what your net worth is currently. There's also the uh, other tools and resources like our uh, monthly uh, budgeting worksheets that helps you to map out what your income is and your expenses are, uh, debt elimination tools, and more importantly than any of that, uh, links in the show notes of this episode, wherever you're listening, to schedule time with Sarah and or myself and start working with a financial coach to map out your plan for how you're going to become the millionaire next door or how you're going to increase your net worth by, you know, $25,000 this this year or $50,000 this year or $100,000 this year. Um, take the time to invest in yourself. Schedule some time with Sarah or myself. Have the conversation with us. And we will have a conversation with all of you next time. Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.